Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Crowd Noise Podcast. Let's get right into it. Uh, we're not going to beat around the bush. Uh, no silly stuff today. Sunday was um, probably probably the worst day of my life, if not one of the worst days of my life. It was unbelievably shocking and tragic. And I know that uh, that's... That can be said for so many millions of people around the world. And it doesn't make it any less true. It was... Even now, today, I mean, Thursday. All the way from Sunday, it's still hard to really put a complete sentence and put words together to describe the kind of emotion, you know, that one has from... Because this was just such a shock and a tragedy in every sense of the word. I mean, literally a, a tragedy. Saw it on, on Twitter uh, at first from TMZ, and TMZ is a very reliable source. It's not like they're... They are a paparazzi website, yes, and they have a lot of tabloids and stuff, but they are, for the most part, reliable, and I still didn't believe it. I couldn't... Maybe more so I didn't want to believe it. And, you know, some pe- they are a reliable source, but sometimes people make mistakes. And something of this magnitude just... There was no way it could have been real. And then to find out that it, in fact, was real was just... So chilling. And just... The only word I can really think accurately describes the scenario for me was just Shock. And I think that's the case for many people, for probably 90, everyone, everyone who heard about this was just in utter shock. That was the first emotion, just shock. I could, stunned. And even still now, I, I don't really have two words to rub together to accurately describe um, what went down on Sunday. And I, I, I still don't, I still don't have it now. I didn't have it on Sunday for sure. Don't have any words today and I don't know if I don't know if I ever will maybe one day I will right now I I just don't I don't have still the proper words to describe what has happened and this was like I said a little bit earlier this this is a a a tragedy in every sense of the word forget basketball because this whole situation for me in my opinion and I just want to say right now disclaimer everyone is going to have their own opinion everyone grieves and mourns in their own way and I don't mean any disrespect to anyone I hope no one uh, takes or tries to twist my words around because we all love Kobe Bryant and again this is a shock to everyone we're all going to have our own thoughts and our own you know methods of going at this and and our own way of thinking. So I just want to say that right now. I respect everyone's feelings and everyone's thoughts because, again, we're all different and we're all going to have our, our different emotions based off of what happened on Sunday. And my thoughts and my emotions are this is this. Obviously, we all love Kobe Bryant for what he did on the basketball court, for what he gave the Los Angeles Lakers, the city of Los Angeles, and the National Basketball Association. And more than that, basketball fans around the world obviously we all know Kobe Bryant the black mamba as a basketball player 
This is this is beyond basketball. It just is. This is this was about Kobe Bryant, the man, the father, the husband, the mentor. We lost not just him, but eight other people in that helicopter crash along with his daughter, Gianna Bryant. Um, and I have the rest of the names here of the other victims as well. John Altobelli, his wife, Carrie Altobelli, and their daughter, Alyssa Altobelli. Sarah uh, Chester, mother to Peyton Chester. Mamba Academy basketball coach, Christina Mauser, and the pilot, Ara Zobayan. All lost their lives in the blink of an eye. Quite literally in the blink of an eye. Just one day, not even one day, not a full 24 hours after Kobe Bryant congratulated LeBron James and we all watched LeBron pass him on the all-time scoring list. A feat that I, I feel Kobe Bryant was genuinely happy for LeBron for achieving. And I think what made it special is that he was able to keep it within the Laker family and they have a very close relationship and not even maybe 12 hours after that, we have, I mean, this tragedy. Again, you're going to hear me say that word a lot. Because again, I don't know. You hear me stumble uh, over my words every single Thursday already. And this is something where I, I don't know if I have the words, if I have the words capable of, of getting through this to begin with. So um, I ask that you just please bear with me because I don't, I don't know if I'll be able to get through this with a complete sentence because I'm, I don't know. Just please, please bear with me. Um, Kobe Bryant, obviously, he meant so much to everyone across the world. Again, like I said, not, it just, not just in LA, not just for Laker fans, but across the world. And what I think a lot of people, well, not a lot of, actually, I shouldn't even say that. What actually a lot of people do understand is this isn't about basketball. Again, this is about Kobe Bryant, the father. And what just this whole situation is just one heartbreak after another. Taking his daughter along with her teammates and other parents to the Mamba Academy for a practice or a scrimmage or just um, you know a basketball activity at the at the Mamba Academy, and this is what Kobe Bryant had become. Uh, post-basketball career had become a, a coach, a mentor. And he had a very obviously extremely close relationship with Gianna. We had all seen them on Instagram and on TV, going to games across the country, going to games at Staples Center, watching basketball, Kobe sharing his knowledge uh, with Gianna. She was creating her own path in route, in route to becoming a basketball player. And what was so amazing about that is you hear a lot of times when the child of a, of a sports superstar, oh, they're living in the shadow. They're trying to make their own name. They're trying to break the mold and separate their name from their parents' name. What was so spectacular about relationship was that she wasn't trying to escape Kobe Bryant's shadow. She wasn't trying to make her own name. Well, she was. She was creating her own career path. But the point I'm trying to make is this was something that they were going along together. This wasn't her trying to establish herself as an individual alone. This was Kobe Bryant helping her along the way, guiding her 
through her, um, her basketball career together and helping her create her own name. And it, you could just see the passion that she had for the game of basketball. How much she just loved playing and loved watching basketball. You could see the passion that Kobe Bryant had in mentoring Gianna and sharing his knowledge. And just you just saw the pride and the joy that he felt from seeing her joy in the game of basketball. We all have things that we're passionate about. And what makes those things so special is finding other people who share the same passions as you. And it was just so beautiful to see Kobe Bryant and Gianna share the same passion. And see Kobe Bryant share his knowledge and, as I said, take Gianna along for the journey that she was going on with her basketball career. And it was just so beautiful to see the the passion that they both shared together for the game of basketball. And it was just so, it was so amazing to see. It it brought a smile to my face every single time I saw Kobe Bryant and Gianna together because it, it was visible. It was obvious how much joy Kobe Bryant got out of teaching his daughter the game of basketball and spending time together and, and sharing his knowledge and seeing how much she enjoyed the game of basketball, I think really gave him a lot of joy as well. Um, you know, Kobe, if you if you know me personally, if you've known me since I was very young, you know the impact that Kobe Bryant had on my life. I mean, he was just, he was he was my hero, my idol, and uh, and that's the same that can be said for, like as I said earlier for so many people around the world, millions of people. I mean, that was. That was their hero. There was that was their idol. And for him to be taken away so swiftly and suddenly, it, it's just it just cuts right right through your heart. It's just it's just unbelievable. Still, I mean, I we've we've heard those words all week: shock, stunning, unbelievable. Because those are the only words that we can put together it, to describe the emotion that this tragedy has stirred up in us is is impossible. It's quite literally impossible. Um, he, he meant so much to me as a basketball fan, as a Laker fan. He's, a, he's the reason I, along with, again, many others, decided to play basketball. Seeing what he was doing on the court as a kid, that inspired me to play the game and, and get into the game of basketball and I've said that to my friends many times over the years. That is, he's the reason why I play basketball, for sure. Kobe Bryant, that is, that is the reason. And then as I got older, I started to take more from the mental part of the game because of him watching films, studying your opponents, studying yourself, because knowing your, your weakness is, is a strength. And that was something that Kobe Bryant had a big factor in that was a big part of his game the mama mamba mentality was watching film being mentally prepared to face your opponent that's something that i grasped a lot uh, a lot more as as i aged as i aged i say as i grew as a basketball player i should say and that was just for me 
Kobe Bryant did that for millions of people across the globe. And it's something that none of us could ever share or properly thank him for. We're all indebted to him for what he gave us and what he gave to the game of basketball. Because he gave so much. And that was part of the Mamba mentality was giving, you know, playing to, your, to the very last second. Playing with no mercy. And playing to win. I mean, the Mamba mentality is, is the stuff of legend. We all wish we could truly play like Kobe Bryant and be like the basketball player Kobe Bryant. And that's how, even though I said this is bigger than basketball, and it is, this isn't the biggest story, you know, Kobe Bryant, the basketball player. The story is we lost Kobe Bryant, the father and the mentor, the husband. But how he's impacted so many of us was through playing basketball. And it wasn't even, he was just playing his game. He was being Kobe Bryant, the Black Mamba, on the court. But just by doing that, inspired so many of us and taught us so much about how to be a competitor and how to be a winner and how to be a hard worker in, in life. Bill Plaschke wrote in, in his column, I believe it was the day after uh, we lost Kobe Bryant, he said, the Mamba mentality is not just used in basketball. It's a way of life. And as I was reading it, I was reading it through tears. And I actually started laughing. Testament to how great Bill Plaschke is uh, of the LA Times. And the reason I started laughing, he had a line in there that was so great. It put a smile on my face and I chuckled because it was so true. You felt like you were Kobe when you were in open gym pickup games and you hit a game-winning shot over your, your buddy, was your, your friend was guarding you really hard, or maybe it was someone you didn't know and they were, they were fouling you and you had to push through and you hit a game-winning shot, you felt like Kobe. And even more than that, past basketball in everyday life, when you had a, a, a tough test, when you had finals coming up or something like that, and you knew like this was a huge part of, of your final average, and you aced it, you passed that test. You didn't just pass the test, but you got 195, whatever. You got a high grade on the test. You walked out of that. You felt like Kobe Bryant. Like you felt like a superhero. And that's what made me laugh. Because it was true. I've, had, I've taken tests like that. I've had moments in my life, everyday life. And I'm sure we've all had where we walked out of that experience feeling like Kobe. Feeling like, like we dominated. Like we ripped our jersey in half. Hit the game winner. And that was just an everyday life. And that's how Kobe Bryant impacted so many people across the world. It wasn't just basketball. It was the way he went about being the Black Mamba, being Kobe Bryant. And he inspired all of us to use that Mamba mentality in everyday life, as I've said before, and as Bill Plaschke wrote so beautifully uh, in his column in the LA Times. I loved every word of that column. It was just, it was written so perfectly. It, it, it illustrated every emotion that I had and couldn't necessarily um, verbalize and Bill Plaschke took care of that for me because that's exactly how I was feeling we, we've all felt like Kobe in some way or another we, we had the, the trash can the paper toss the Kobe the Kobe shot when we get through something tough at, at work or school or, or just in life we always go 
Mamba mentality. We say it out loud because that's, that's how ingratiated he is in our everyday culture. And that's how I want to remember Kobe Bryant. I don't want to remember him necessarily in a okay let me get let me get my words together there's a certain aspect that I think what makes Kobe Bryant so special the the tall tales right the mystique the legend around Kobe Bryant that's what makes him so special like he was this the ultimate bar that we all strive to achieve we all wanted to be like Kobe Bryant work as hard as he did Right, we all want to. We all want to work harder. We all want to be a comp, as accomplished as Kobe Bryant. Not just in basketball, but again in everyday life. I don't need to go on and list his basketball achievements throughout his career. That goes without saying. But Kobe Bryant is a winner in life, and that's what we all want to be. And the mystique around him in basketball made him so legendary. The tall tales, like there, are, there are Bo Jackson tales and stories right that he was able to dunk when he was six years old or or whatever like there was there's all different kinds of Bo Jackson stories like of his feats athletically some of them are true some of them are fake they're tall tales the tall tales surrounding Kobe Bryant are not tall tales at all they they happened a tall tale is something that happened but is exaggerated and the, the truth is kind of stretched a little bit. The stories about Kobe Bryant seem like they're tall tales because there's something you would only imagine in a movie. There's something you would only think could be created. And yet they all actually happened. He did all of that. And that's how he captured all of our imaginations. The final game... Do I, I don't even need to say that. I mean, we've all seen the highlights over the course of the week, and that was, you know, beautiful to see as well. And I watched him and smiled through a tear watching him play over the course of the week. But to, to end your career, your final game ended with 60 points and the game winner, only Kobe Bryant would do that. To go to the free throw line with a blown-up Achilles, down to needing two free throws, to walk your, pick yourself up, walk yourself to the free throw line, knock down two free throws with a blown out Achilles, and then walk yourself off the court. Only Kobe Bryant. 81 points in one single game. Only Kobe Bryant. And that's, what, that's how he captured all of our imaginations. These tall tales were not tall tales at all. They actually happened. He did all of this. And I'd rather remember him... As that, because I think that's what made him so special. And again, I want to say this, I want to be very clear. Everyone has their own way of mourning and grieving. You may remember him in a completely different light, and that is perfectly fine. I have no problem with that. I ask that you respect the way I choose to remember him as well, because we all have our own way of grieving and mourning and remembering him. I choose to remember him as the Black Mamba, which is only part of who he was. And I will get to that in just a second. But let's be honest here. Kobe Bryant, and I'm smiling now just thinking about it because this is what, for me, again, this is what makes him so special, was a fiend on the basketball court. 
He was an antagonizer, an instigator, a trash talker, was not very well liked in basketball across the league because of that, because he was so good and he knew it and he let you know it. He made sure you knew how good he was. And that, that's what made him so special. Everything that he said he could and did back it up. And he demanded that of all of his teammates as well. The, again, the legends that weren't the legends that weren't exactly legends. They actually happened of him getting up at two in the morning, working out at four in the morning, taking a nap at like eight in the morning, and then getting up and doing it all over again throughout the day. He lived like an owl essentially. Like he had no sleep schedule. Was just constantly working. Demanded that of his teammates as well. Set the standard for himself that he lived up to, and then demanded that we all ourselves lived up, lived up to those standards as well. I want to remember him the way he the way he lived as the black mamba the superhero that we all fell in love with and we all adored and we all wanted to be and we still want to be Kobe Bryant to this day again I think we can take take so much from the mamba mentality and it sounds almost cliche but it isn't the mamba mentality because it's not just a phrase or a catchphrase. He really lived his life this way. And it's something that I feel we all can live our lives by. The Mamba mentality, never giving up, never taking no for an answer, believing in yourself, working harder than anyone beside you and demanding that they work just as hard as you. And so that's how I choose to reflect and remember Kobe Bryant as the black mamba, the mystique, the persona that he created on the basketball court. And I completely understand that that was only a part, that was a persona, that was only part of who he was. And I think that's really what made, as another layer, this whole thing is heartbreaking, obviously. But when you start to really peel back each layer and think about you know exactly why why we're feeling the way we're feeling is because we were just now starting to see Kobe Bryant the person not the black mamba not the basketball player but what he w- was deciding to do with his life right just as a human being not as the black mamba not as the assassin but just as him as a father and as a philanthropist the mamba academy the books that he was writing the short film again that he had already given so much to that he did not have to give anything more he wanted to give back to that game to the game of basketball he had already gave so much he didn't owe us anything and yet he still decided he built the mamba sports academy which was just did more than just basketball by the way it was a football training camp basketball volleyball and just an athletic facility to help out young athletes elevate their game and elevate themselves um, athletically And was writing the books for children to give them someone else to look up to or or give them some stories to believe in that reflected their own lives. It was amazing what he was doing, the Wizenard series, right? The Legacy and the Queen, the books, the, the children's books that he was writing. And it was cut down short. We were just starting to really see Kobe Bryant the person, not the black mamba who we all adored already to begin with, but we were seeing 
what Kobe Bryant wanted to do and was capable of doing. His career post-basketball was just, it was just a storybook as his basketball career. Everything that he wanted to do, he set out to do, he accomplished it in his basketball career. And he was doing exactly the same thing post-basketball. Every project that he wanted to do and accomplished, he did it. And he was accomplishing it and we, we will never be able to see the full range of what he was trying to do. His life was cut short as, lo- as well as the eight other passengers on that helicopter. It was not just him. There were eight other lives, other families impacted from that tragedy. And it just, I think that's what stings a lot. Is what, I mean, the whole situation, again, is utter tragedy. But another aspect of that that just stings is that his life was cut so short. And he had so much more that he wanted to accomplish and do. In the truest Kobe Bryant fashion, he, had, he was the man who had everything. And he still was not satisfied. He had so much more that he wanted to do and was going to do. Because again, he was Kobe Bryant. If there was anything he wanted to do, if he set his mind to it, he was going to get it done. And so we just have to now reflect and appreciate on what he did do for us and what he did accomplish, which was so much. Which was so much. More than just the championships. More than the games won the movies, but he just impacted all of our lives as a winner and an inspiration. And just think about that for a second. If you can leave an impact on one person and make them feel like they can be a better version of themselves and you can inspire them to be a better person and to be a winner in life, if you can do that for one person, you've lived One hell of a life. If you can have that kind of impact on one person. Kobe Bryant did that for millions of people. All over the world. And that's why I say this is so much more than basketball. And of course, we're going to remember the basketball aspect of his life. Because that's... Those are so special. And so much fun. And we all remember where we were. And who we were watching those games with. And how we felt watching those games. Of course, those are still special. But this his Kobe Bryant's impact on the world is more than basketball. We all wanted to be Kobe Bryant in life. In everyday life, we wanted to be more like Kobe. Even if you didn't play basketball, you wanted to have Kobe Bryant's work ethic. You wanted to be able to take down your enemies, your foes, just like Kobe Bryant did. The way he played on the road, he said one of his favorite sounds in the league was silence. The silence of the home crowd after he just dropped a a dagger on them. That's how you wanted to silence your doubters in everyday life, just like Kobe Bryant. And the impact that he had on me and every single one of us is, is quite frankly, immeasurable. And I just want to say thank you. I just want to say thank you, Kobe Bryant, for everything you've done for me. Everything you've done for people around the world, whether you knew it or not, the level of inspiration that you provided is paramount. And I just, I, I can't stress that enough. 
just inspiration. It's, it sounds so simple and maybe it sounds cliche. But the impact that that can have on someone in their lives, it's, it's, it's immeasurable. And the hardest part that we face now is moving on. And I know that's something that none of us want to do and want to say like we're moving on. We're just accepting. Because at, at some point early on, that just feels like such a sickening word to just accept this. None of us want to accept that this happened and it's not going to change. But it, it, it's not. It isn't going to change. And I didn't want to do this today on Thursday. You know, all the way back from Sunday, I still I didn't want to do this this podcast today. And yet, you know, there have been people. Jerry West has been going on every single TV network in America. He doesn't want to do this either. I know Shaq didn't want to go on Inside the NBA and and, and face this on national TV, but they did. So who am I to say, no, I won't? And again, everyone, again. Everyone has their own method, their own way, their own threshold of grieving and mourning. Some of you may have accepted this Monday morning, and that's fine. Some of you may still not want to talk about this, and you don't want to even listen to this. I didn't. Throughout, I haven't watched any TV, haven't listened to any sports radio all week long since Sunday. Zero. I I haven't wanted to to look at this or talk about this at, at all. And yet, this is the challenge that faces us now. Because at some point, you, you, you won't... There, there is no date. There is no set date. Well, Friday, we can all move on. Let's pack it up, turn it off, let's go. There's no date. There's no set time. You will know when you know. That is it. Because that's, I think, the problem facing a lot of people. When do we, when do we move on? When does life start again? This is Super Bowl week, and no one is, is I think, me personally, I'm not going to say no one again, because everyone has their own methods. Some people are. I have not uh, moved on and, and focused on next week. But for me personally, I, I have no interest. I do not care about the Super Bowl. I'm not excited for it. This has been a cloud over my week personally. That is true for a lot of other people. That's not true for a lot of other people, and that's okay. But what I can tell you is, You'll, you'll know when the time is right. When you're ready to accept and move on and actually really start your life again. Because even though none of us knew him personally, again, the impact that he had on all of us was immeasurable. And think about how special that is. Someone that you've never met, never talked to before in your life. And maybe you have had the luxury of meeting Kobe Bryant even though you maybe necessarily weren't close friends with them or you didn't know them personally, think about how special it is that someone you never met had this kind of magnitude on your life. And so it's okay to feel grief and to mourn someone you've never met. It is absolutely okay to feel this. And you have every right to feel it for as long as you want because we're all different, again. I cannot stress that point enough. We all have our own method of of grief. 
And when that day comes, and when you are ready, you'll just, you'll just know. Because you can't. this isn't something you plan out. This isn't something where you say, okay, this day we're moving on and that's it. No, it, it happens when it happens. And that's okay. I just want you all to be comfortable with that. When you are ready, you'll know. And so as hard as it is and as, as maybe guilty you feel just kind of going back to your life, eventually at some point you'll be ready. And I kind of, right now, I'm not going to lie, I feel guilty right now even changing topics, talking about something like the Super Bowl because it's, it's the Super Bowl. It's the greatest event in the world, period, not in sports. It's the Super Bowl. It might be the greatest event the biggest one moment in the world. It's supposed to be a party, a presentation, an event, and it just feels so, I feel guilty. Moving to this now after the distraught and disbelief that I felt on Sunday. And over the course of one week, obviously the Super Bowl will be this Sunday. It'll be seven days since this tragedy struck all of us and we're supposed to just enjoy the Super Bowl? I feel guilty. I do, I do feel kind of guilty now switching gears. But again, at some point, it will happen. And maybe I'm not all the way just ready just yet. And that's fine. Maybe you're not ready yet. Maybe you are ready. Maybe, you're, that's, maybe you want the Super Bowl to come because you don't want to think about this anymore. And that is perfectly okay. And I respect that 110%. And it will happen when it will happen. So we move begrudgingly, unfortunately, to the Super Bowl now. Our quote-unquote coverage, I guess. I guess, you know, it's only fair. Kobe wouldn't want us to sulk. He wouldn't. It's not part of the Mamba mentality. Feeling sorry for yourself. And this is something different, of course, obviously, but the magnitude of the situation. But, you know, Kobe would want all of us to just keep pushing, keep working hard, and, and, just, and just move forward. And it's okay for us to feel sad and, and grieve for him because this is a tremendous loss, him along with Gianna and the rest of those passengers on the helicopter. But Kobe would want us to put our big boy pants on and, and keep going forward. So that's what... I'm going to do right now. Maybe maybe the Super Bowl will be a turning point for all, a lot of us because it is a Super Bowl. And we're going to watch it and we're going to enjoy it. Pat Mahomes is going to put on a show for all of us, make us just forget maybe for four or five hours, whatever the case may be. And maybe that will be the leaping off point for us to really start to, you know, move forward. And we're the, these emotions will come back the Hall of Fame enshrinement, when, when Staples Center erects his statue, because that is coming, these emotions will be brought back, and that is okay as well. But again, Kobe would want us to move forward and be as strong as we possibly can and demand that kind of strength from everyone around us. So, as promised, we have our annual prop bets for the Super Bowl. I still feel kind of strange switching gears like that, but I mean, it, it, it is what it is, I guess. Um, we have our prop bets here. Did this last year? We had, because there's some pretty silly prop bets for the Super Bowl, um, you know, that had nothing to do with the game. 
They have nothing to do with the football game. They're just kind of they're kind of fun, kind of silly. I promised this last week. I said we're going to do it every single year. And again, don't really feel super on board with this myself, but maybe you do, and so I will extend that courtesy to you. You know, maybe that's all you want to talk about is the Super Bowl. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to have a few prop bets here for you. They have nothing to do with the game whatsoever, and I think that's what makes them kind of fun, kind of interesting, because you can bet on any game. You can bet on any game you want, really. I mean, you can probably bet on high school if you're shady like that. Uh, disclaimer, though. I do not recommend or encourage gambling, but I'm not your dad. You do whatever you want, but I will say this can ruin your life, okay? Gambling, you can literally gamble your life away you know, for lack of a better term, you, this can ruin your life, but I'm not your dad. You do what you want. Alcohol can ruin your life. Think about it. You know, I think a lot of people, probably I would say close to 90% of the world's population that is of age drinks alcohol, and that can also ruin your life. So you do what you want. I'm not your dad. These are pretty fun. I don't gamble myself, not because I don't believe in it, but because I'm, I'm too poor to bet money in the first place let alone afford to lose it. But I will have these prop bets here for you. The classic ones. Now, here's the ones don't necessarily have much to do with football. And we see these in every... It's not just a Super Bowl thing, but, you know, it's special because it is a Super Bowl. Uh, Heads or tails. Take your pick. You can bet on if the coin toss will be heads or tails. Uh, The line currently is heads minus 105, tails minus 105. When I saw this at first and maybe you're a lot smarter than i am i thought why are they the same odds shouldn't one of them be more likely than the other than i thought for it it took like all of half a second for me to go no dummy it's a head it's a coin toss it's a perfect 50 50 the odds should be exactly the same so whatever you think it's going to be heads or tails uh that'll be that'll run you minus 105 um currently and that again they might be different depending on who your book is i just went on one gambling site and this is what it was so um, yeah, this may vary depending on who you're gambling with, um, or betting with whatever. Um, again, this is 50, 50. I don't really have any Intel on this. I guess, you know, tails never fails, right? I, I would probably put my money on tails, but it's a completely, this is the, probably the smartest one you can bet on. Cause it's true. It's a true gamble. It's a true 50, 50. It's a coin toss, so to speak. Um, so you're not really, you know, playing the odds really. You're kind of, you know, you're taking a 50-50 chance. You might win some, might lose some. So it is what it is. Uh, The other classic one, and this one's an all-time favorite. What color will the Gatorade be at the end of the Super Bowl? Who will have the winning Gatorade? Well, not who will, but what color Gatorade will the Gatorade shower be? Now, the best odds here are lime, which is, you know, and this is a completely different debate in and of itself. What color is lemon lime. I say green. That is that is where I'm planting my flag. Some people say yellow, some people say green. It is lemon lime. Lemons are both actually green and yellow and the limes are green. And the Gatorade looks you know, it, it has a, its own color and so their debates will go on to the end of time what color is lemon lime Gatorade. So I just put here lime. Okay, I'm not going to put green, yellow, whatever. We know what lemon lime looks like. What you say it is, you know, may differ depending on what your stance is. But lemon lime 
is the best odds gator or is the betting favorite, I should say, for the Gatorade shower. That's at plus 175. Then after that, red, and we can say fruit punch, right? That I think is pretty universal. Red is fruit punch, but red is plus 250. The website has them all colors. The only one I changed was lemon lime because again, we all know what lemon lime is. We know what it looks like, but we call it different things. Potato, potato. Um, red is plus 250. Then at the furthest odds, ironically, this is why I say ironically, it's plus 400, blue and orange. Not blue and orange, but blue, comma, and orange are both plus 400. What is blue and orange anyway? Is that brown? Like if you were to blend blue and orange Gatorade, it'd be some unholy um, concoction. But both blue Gatorade is plus 400 and orange is plus 400. Andy Reid is... is like this old man, like dad, uncle figure. He's not drinking, you know, strawberry lemonade, rain Gatorade. Like, you know, the Gatorade flavors that aren't even flavors like Riptide Rush. That's a flavor. You could look it up. If you look up on Google Riptide Rush Gatorade, it's a flavor. I don't know what a Riptide tastes like. I don't know what a Rush tastes like. Neither of those are foods, but they're both Gatorade titles. Andy Reid does not mess with any of that. He is purely classic. It's either going to be lemon-lime, but lemon-lime is too tasty, I think, for Andy Reid. He's just he's kind of just like the old, not, oh, I hate saying old, not old, not old. Forget I said that, but like classic kind of dad flavoring. I'm putting my money on orange. That's Andy Reid. And I'm kind of showing my hand a little bit for later. I think Andy Reid drinks orange Gatorade. I think that's what's going to line you know, the, the jugs across the sign. I, I like orange. It's plus 400, but I actually like orange for Andy. I feel like he drinks orange Gatorade. That's, that's just my opinion. I would actually bet on orange, which is plus 400. Now, the national anthem, the over-under is two minutes and one second, uh, which is being performed by Demi Lovato, superstar. Um, we all love her here. We all love her here at the Crowd Noise Podcast, so uh, good on her. I'll be looking forward to that. But will it last over under two minutes and one second? The over is currently running at minus 175. The under is plus 135. I'm actually going to take the under. Demi Lovato is is extremely talented. Um, I don't think she's going to overseason this. And what I mean by that is she's not. it's not going to be a three-minute thing. I think this will run just just under two minutes, one second. I'd say one minute, 58, something like that. I think because, you know, the great performers, they don't overstretch things. They don't try to overpack it, go too crazy with the singing. I think she's just going to do a beautiful job, just sing the song. She has so much talent. I think she's just going to kill it. She's going to get in, get out, and be done with it. I don't think this is going to be a Christina Aguilera 15-minute performance or definitely a Fergie NBA halftime or NBA all-star uh, national anthem. I think this is going to be one of the best national anthems ever. Hashtag hot take. In all seriousness, though, I think she's just going to kill it and get in and get out. I'm going to say under here, taking the plus 135. I'm taking the underdogs so far um, with the orange Gatorade and the under on the national anthem. Now, the broadcasting ones, and these are kind of funny, I think, I think, they're meant with malice intent because not a lot of people like Joe Buck. But me personally, I, I mean it from a good place because I do like Joe Buck. You can hate me all you want. Um, I, I like Joe Buck. I, I do. You know, you can send your hate letters 
in if you want. I don't care. I won't read him. Um, will Joe Buck or Troy Aikman say the word Patriots during the game? Yes, running at minus 300. No, um, at plus 200. This is an absolute guarantee yes. This is a guarantee in, in any fashion. Either if they're going to mention Pat Mahomes losing to the Patriots in a championship game last year, or they're going to mention how Jimmy Garoppolo came from the New England Patriots. It's almost, or they're going to make a joke about how it feels weird that the Patriots aren't here, huh? Like it's, yes, this is absolutely a yes. I'm taking uh, minus 300 on yes for this. I, I know what none of these numbers mean. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't gamble and I don't recommend it, as I said before. I don't know what any of these numbers mean. I just say them in case you do, and maybe you can translate them for me. Uh, I will. T- I don't even know if that's a good bet or not. I just know they're going to say the word Patriots at some point or the or other. It, it's going to happen. And the final one, this one's actually the easiest one. This one's an even easier guarantee than the Joe Buck one. Will Donald Trump? I know. Hold for applause. Will Donald Trump tweet during the game? Yes or no? And again, I guess this kind of makes sense because either he does or he doesn't. It, it, they're both yes or no are at minus one twenty, so it's like the the coin toss. Like it's it's the same odds, and I get why I get the why that is because it's either it happens or it doesn't. Kind of like heads or tails. It's either heads or tails. Um, this is a yes. This is an absolute yes. Yeah, this is giving money away. This is absolutely just receiving money for breathing. You're telling me Donald Trump is going to go for potentially five hours without tweeting a single time just run my money up now this is a guarantee donald trump will tweet during the super bowl and it says here i don't know if it means in the context of the game or just will tweet the website had it as will donald trump tweet that's all it said not about the game not about will donald trump tweet if you give me a five-hour window to you know, for Donald Trump to not tweet, I am taking that to the bank. Donald Trump absolutely will tweet about the Super Bowl or in, in general. He's going to tweet within the game. So I'm taking that to the bank. Yes, minus 120. Run me my money. I will take that all the way. I mean, 110%. That, that's, a, that's a gimme. This is the easiest one. I just gave you money by leading you to this bet. Because as long as you bet yes... You win money. So I just gave you free money. You're supposed to be giving me money. As the content creator, I just gave you free money. So there is your 2020 uh, NFL Super Bowl prop bets. Now, what the heck's going to happen in the game? Over the course of the week, again, I, uh, like I said, I haven't really been thinking about the Super Bowl. It's not really what was on my mind, but I've been mulling over back and forth, you know, what's going to happen in the game. People have been asking me, hey, what do you think about the game? I said, I don't know. We'll see. I'll let you know on Thursday. Um, this makes, they say great fights are made by matchup, or matchups make great fights. You have this impenetrable 49ers defense who is steamrolling everybody. They're, they're just embarrassing teams right now. Actually, they didn't really embarrass the Vikings. They actually put up a better fight than the Packers, but they did beat them soundly. I'm not trying to make it sound like you know the Vikings should have won that game. They, they beat them pretty sound, but it was a more respectable uh, line score than what the Packers put out. But then the Chiefs, 
No one can stop them. The last person to stop them were the Houston Texans at the end of the first quarter, and then that was it. No one has slowed down the Chiefs since the second quarter of that Houston Texans game. It has been a avalanche, an avalanche, because you're supposed to say an uh, if the next word starts with a vowel. There's some uh, first-grade grammar for you. It's been an avalanche for the Chiefs offensively. This is a great matchup. This is a great matchup. Mahomes, Bosa. This is so great. You know, and and I I wanted the Mahomes Rodgers, as you guys may have remembered. Clearly, this was this was a better game because I mean, if it were, if the Packers lost by like three, then I'd be complaining and say, well, that doesn't say they're definitively the better team. You know, they should have Rodgers in the Super Bowl. No, this is definitively the best team in the NFC. Okay, so the 49ers, I, I. can not only live with this, but I am welcoming this. I'm very excited. But the 49ers have been doing this all defensively and with the running game. Now, I get they were averaging eight yards a carry against the Packers. Why in the world would you, I mean, throw the ball? You're averaging eight yards a carry, sure. By all means. And I like running the football. I mean, please run the ball. If you can get eight yards a carry, yeah, run it. You don't need Jimmy Garoppolo. But there is some level of doubt for me concerning one Jimmy Garoppolo you guys this has been a common theme all season long and it seems like every time I'm out on Jimmy G I want to back that up a bit every time I'm out on Jimmy G the 49ers do something to make me look dumb and it's never Jimmy Garoppolo with a 400 yard game three touchdowns no interceptions perfect QBR it's always Something the 49ers do, whether it's, you know, strip sack for a touchdown, a pick six, or Raheem Mostert has eight touchdowns in the first quarter against the Packers. Jimmy Garoppolo still to this day has not done anything to cement himself as a superstar quarterback. Do I think he's top 10, top five? Potentially, sure. Maybe not top five, because again, I'm not, I'm not that sold on him. Pat Mahomes, I mean, in no particular order, because I'm not trying to open up that can of worms, but you got Pat Mahomes, um, no, I can't think, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, right? Now I can't think of any names. I'm not going to throw Tom Brady in there. I don't know if he's top five still right now. The point is, and I know you're saying, see, you can't even come up with five names to put up in front of Jimmy Garoppolo. The point is I haven't been thinking about the top five quarterbacks in the game. I've been thinking about the one game on Sunday, Super Bowl. So jokes on you. And I'm sure I've missed Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson. There you go. I've picked up two more names. So the joke is super on you. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo has done nothing to make me believe that he's why the 49ers are going to win games. Yes, he's a winner. He's got a great record. But again, he's been on the Patriots and he's been now on the 49ers who are in the Super Bowl this year and have the best defense by far in the game of football. This is the Super Bowl. At some point, and here's the thing, I've had some level of doubt on the Chiefs. I've actually been leaning towards the 49ers over the course of the week. I'm going to let you know a little secret. I've been leaning towards the 49ers because we have seen this story now very often, especially in most recent years. We have the superstar quarterback going up against, you know, the great defense. Surely no one can stop this quarterback. They're going to steamroll everyone in front of him. We had Cam Newton against the Broncos. We had Peyton Manning 
uh, against the Seahawks, the Legion of Boom, they embarrassed Peyton Manning. We have seen this movie before. Whether, you know, the quarterback is an MVP candidate or potentially the best quarterback in the league that particular year. Um, this year is Lamar Jackson, obviously. But, you know, Pat Mahomes is still Pat Mahomes. He's a stud. And we all kind of lean towards the quarterbacks because, you know, they're, they're superstars and then they get embarrassed. So, you know, I have been leaning towards the 49ers for that reason. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, another one. Unstoppable. Unstoppable over the course of the season. Then he runs into the Ravens and they had to shut off the power to make that game competitive. He had no answer for the Ravens. So this is something that we have seen before in, in recent years. Did I say Cam Newton and the Broncos? I had to have. Did I? Well, in case I didn't, I just said it right now. Cam Newton, the Broncos, Peyton Manning, Legion of Boom, Colin Kaepernick, and the Ravens. We have seen this moving out multiple times over the course of the past few years. So I have been leaning towards the 49ers, but I cannot in good faith. For whatever reason, I don't know. You can call me a hater if you want to. Maybe I am, uh, you know, just instinctively. I can't pick the 49ers to win this game. I cannot. I cannot. I, I have just this reservation about Mahomes and, and Andy Reid that they're going to figure something out. I think Andy Reid will have somewhat of an answer for the San Francisco rushing game, which is chef's kiss. I love watching the San Francisco 49ers run the ball because they do it better than just about anyone in the league, you know, just schematically. It's, it's just poetry. And Jimmy Garoppolo is not a bum by any stretch of the imagination he makes good throws he makes plays happen but can he make the play happen can he put together one drive and even Mahomes against the San Francisco 49ers name one person name one person on this earth who will take Jimmy Garoppolo against the Chiefs defense over Pat Mahomes even though he's going up against the 49ers defense if it comes down to Mahomes or Garoppolo I'm going Mahomes a thousand times out of ten and I think it's going to come... I have this weird feeling. It's going to come down to one drive in the fourth quarter. Whether the Niners are already up and they're trying to soil away the clock or they're down and they're trying to put together a fourth quarter comeback drive. Jimmy Garoppolo will have the ball in the last drive of the game. Not Pat Mahomes, which is kind of what we want to see because we like our superstars. I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have the ball with the game on the line at the end of the game. The end of the season. And I think it's going to be up to him. Like, it's not going to be the 49ers have the ball. They hand it off 15 straight times on the drive and they score. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have to win this game. And then he will either cement himself in, in my book and the rest of the doubters. He will prove all of us wrong and make us look stupid. Or he will prove all of us right and say, this is why we had our reservations. I'm actually going to take the Chiefs. I think they're going to... I, this is so tough because every, every sign, every sign is pointing towards the 49ers winning this game. I think they're favored going back to our bet. That I don't know for sure. I, kinda just, I just made that up on the spot. I'm not sure who's favored as far as the betting line. But from you know picks that I've seen from people on Twitter, most people are leaning San Francisco. And I understand why. Because they you know while they've been dominant on defense... Their defense is about, is about as equally dominant as the Chiefs' offense, and yet their offense, the 49ers, is operating at an extremely high level as well. I mean, just ask Green Bay. They, they embarrassed that entire state of Wisconsin. Um, 
Every sign is pointing towards San Francisco. I just can't bring my heart to it. I can't do it. I have to. You know what? I, you know what it is? It's stubborn pride. It is stubborn pride because I have not invested any level of faith in Jimmy Garoppolo this season. I, I can't bring myself to do it now in the Super Bowl. I don't know if I could look myself in the mirror if you know all year long I'd bet against him, bet against him, and then now finally when it counts. Oh, I'm going to switch sides. I think that's mostly what it is. So this is more of a personal thing than anything else. Though I obviously, I mean, I love Pat Mahomes. Love Andy Reid. I'm taking the Chiefs. Let's say, let's throw out a, uh, I think it's going to be probably 28-25. Something like that. I think we will get a very competitive game. Low scoring, you know, by the Chiefs standards. um, And high scoring, very fast paced for the 49ers. Standards again. I think it will come down to one final drive with Jimmy Garoppolo and the ball in his hands. And uh, yeah, he lifts there. I I, I like the Chiefs. Um, no quote of the week this week. That's going to bring us to the end of this uh, this episode. The reason for no quote of the week is because there were so many hundreds of thousands, millions of people across the globe who had words to say this week. And I'm not going to put anyone above anyone else. All of our words. We're important. All of our feelings are valid. And I just, and again, more so than that, there are no words to describe. As I said at the very top of the show, there are no words to truly describe and, and you know, depict what we were feeling uh, on Sunday afternoon. So no quote of the week this week. Uh, I will talk to you guys next week. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Have a great time. Um, I hope you have a fantastic Super Bowl party. And if that's not your fancy, then I hope you enjoy it every bit of the game at, at your house by yourself. Cause some people like that. Some people want to watch the Super Bowl game, like just the game. They don't want to be around people. They want to watch the game. I kind of lean more towards that side of the spectrum. Like I want to watch the football game. I'm not really interested in your cat photos today. Like show them tomorrow on, on Monday. Right now it's about Pat Mahomes. Okay. So that's whatever side of the spectrum you fall on. I hope you have a fantastic Sunday. Enjoy the games. I will talk to you guys next Thursday.